Welcome to Twink Wars. A team of podcast that's been listened to on all continents except for Antarctica. But we will get there. I'm Rashad. I'm Heather. I'm Jen. And today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 2, Shapeshifted. And this episode aired on June 4th, 2012. It was directed by Russell McCahey and written by Andy Cochran, which I don't remember if we've heard that name before or not, but I haven't really been paying attention. Maybe, but mm. yeah, I don't know. Um, this one also got an 8.2 out of 10, so we're still pretty highly rated so far. And it had a viewership of 1.75 million, so people are already losing interest. <laughs> oh, well, that happens. I do think, though, that that, tar- that level is pretty good yeah. for this time mm-hmm. frame, and also not even being on broadcast TV. They're on basic cable. Yeah. So... Um, should we do our little, should I do the previously on now, or do you want to talk about our topic for the week? We should probably do our topic and then do the previously previously on. on. Okay. So this week we're going to talk about our favorite superhero. Yes. Who wants to go first? I guess I'll go. Okay. Okay. Um, though I'm partial to the MCU, my actual all-time favorite superhero is Batman. Oh, you changed since we just talked about Well, I, I was going to say, you know, my favorite anti-hero is Loki, but I wanted to stick to the, the true theme, so. Okay. Um, yeah, I have always loved Batman since I was a kid, even when I wasn't into other superhero stuff. I just remember watching the cartoon in the afternoons, uh, like, at the end of the school day, mm-hmm. um, and I was just... A huge fan when the Dark Knight series came out. Um, I've seen all the old ones too. Uh, I just, I just love everything I've ever seen of Batman, pretty what much. Do you love about it so much. Um. Well, for one thing, I like that he's got ordin- money. He does I'm have money. He's I'm joking. in a sense, he's ordinary. Like he doesn't have okay. like supernatural powers or anything. He's just a dude right. who decided he was going to do this. Um, of course, he did have the help help of coming from a wealthy family, but good for him that that's what he chose to do with it, I feel like. Sure. Um, I've just, I just love the character. I love the vi- all the villains, mm-hmm. um, and Batman are great, and, uh, yeah, I just, I just really enjoy that whole, I'm just a regular guy, a rich regular guy. <laughs> <laughs> Not so regular, but. Right, yeah, but, you know, like hard. I said, he's using his money to try to do good. Right you know, in the world, and it's just, there's always just such memorable characters, and like I said, the villains love Poison Ivy, Catwoman, like, I, all of them are just interesting, so I just really enjoyed that. Who's your favorite Batman? My favorite Batman is Christian Bale. Uh-huh. I figured you'd say that, but figured I'd ask. Oh, when <laughs> I say I liked everything I've ever seen about Batman, I lied, because I do not like... Ben Affleck Batman. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a problem. Of all the problems that I have with that, those movies, Ben Affleck. Oh, there's plenty of others, but I just can't. I just couldn't get onto the Ben Affleck. I like Batfleck. Train yeah, there. He's okay. I mean, yeah, Christian Bale would be my favorite too. Yeah, and you know, Pattinson was good. I'm a huge fan of Robert Pattinson, and I'm still picking Christian Bale. He was the better Batman, but I appreciated what Robert Pattinson did with it, and I'm excited to see the next film they do. Cool. I'll go next, I guess. Go for it. So, I am going to say that my favorite superhero is Captain America. 
No. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not a surprise to these guys, but I mean, <laughs> the audience doesn't know that. Um, yeah, I mean, there's no, there aren't more, isn't more one more than one version for me to pick from, so obviously it's Chris Evans, but I just, he's just, you know, the ideal, perfect, moral person. He's, he's Boring. Just, it's not boring, though. You would think it is, but it's not. I like him. Yeah. He made me, honestly, Chris Evans made me give a fuck about Captain right. America. It's particularly the, well, like, I don't know enough about the comic books to have a, like, opinion on Captain America and the comics, but I had no interest in that character until I saw him on the big screen mm-hmm. and Chris Evans was playing him. And I was like, I like Captain America now. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Cap- Captain America, Chris Evans is great. He's just a little boring. Captain America is. <laughs> I don't think he is. Why don't you think he's boring? Because I think he could easily he easily could be boring. Mm-hmm. But I think what makes him interesting is that because it's not easy for him to stick to his morals the way he does. Because obviously the world doesn't necessarily agree with him, and he's all, it's constantly a fight for him to say, "No, you're wrong," and I'm not gonna change my mind on this I'm not going to compromise my beliefs on this but it's also not like he's I don't think he's like arrogantly moral either I don't think he's you know like I, I feel like he was a little at first yeah I I do yeah but I think that, the I character think, developed yeah but see that's another interesting thing because you think oh well he's just the morally upright guy that where do we go from here but he does change and develop he does become more open to gray area and everything but throughout all of that he still is like no this is what I believe in I'm not gonna judge you necessarily if we disagree but I'm not compromising on what I believe he also has America's ass yes obviously I mean we're not talking about looks but if we were going to I mean come on (laughs) his Um, looks are not boring no he's definitely hotter than Christian Bale Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't pick my hero based on hotness. <laughs> I didn't either. I'm just saying. Although it doesn't hurt. No, not um, at all. And, I mean, also, he's incredibly loyal. I mean, the things, the lengths he went through for Bucky, I yeah. mean, come on. Anyway, yeah. So, he's my favorite. Yay. Well, that just leaves me. And my favorite is Spider-Man. Yep. He's <laughs> the GOAT. I love him dearly. I love that he has always been my favorite since I was a child and discovered him. And they can reboot his franchise as many times as they want to. And I'm always going to be satisfied. I'm never not going to have Spider-Man shit going on in the world. I never have to worry about the next time I'm going to see Spider-Man doing something. I might have to wait a little bit, but I'm always going to see Spider-Man eventually doing something. Um... Who's the best Spider-Man? Tom Holland is the best of both worlds because, as many people have said before, uh, Tobey Maguire is a great Peter Parker, Andrew Garfield is a great Spider-Man, and Tom Holland is the best of both worlds, in my opinion. Um, He gets the comedy right. He gets, like, it comes with being Spider-Man and irritating your enemies. (laughs) And... Then he's also got, like, the heart of Peter Parker, Mm -hmm. which is just uh, the best. And most importantly, 
he doesn't have a Mary Jane. Because I don't believe that Spider-Man should be with Mary Jane, unlike a lot of people. But I do love that he has MJ. Yeah. Because MJ is just fantastic. Best Spider-Man love interest, aside from Gwen Stacy. Okay. And, um, what? I was just going to say, Spider-Man is my second favorite. He's on on the top of my list. Yeah. I had to... And my top ten. Even though he has powers, he's still just a dude. He's just mm-hmm. like he does not have super money no. to throw around. <laughs> he's a broke bitch, and he knows the struggle like yeah. better than anybody. He knows what it's like to lose people. Um, he knows what it's like to lose not only as Peter Parker but as Spider Man to like fail. And I think that that's a really important part of that character is that unlike a lot of superheroes, they mostly succeed, but Spider-Man fails as a hero and then you have to watch him overcome and learn from his failures and keep going. And some of those failures hit him harder than others and his perseverance is just like awe-inspiring. I love him and I just think that he's the best. I think they all have perseverance in common. Probably. You can't be a superhero without having perseverance. No, it's totally <laughs> true. And it's like Captain America and Batman have totally taken their L's before, too. Oh, yeah. So, but, yeah. I love him, and I love Miles. Mm-hmm. Um, I love all of his little, like, spinoff friends. Like, I like Spider-Gwen. I like the whole Spider-Man universe. I love his enemies. Just, uh, I love it. And he's friends he is best friends with my other favorite superhero group, which is like, well, Spider-Man is just one person. But I love the X-Men as a whole. Mm. And Spider-Man and the X-Men are super tight. And yes. he's like, part of, they're like, he's invited to the cookout. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, X-Men are yeah. also in my top. <laughs> I, look, ugh, I need them. I need to know what they're going to do about the X-Men. I it just, has to ugh. be done. Like, it's really hard. Because actually one of the X-Men podcasts that I listened to made the comment that um, they're worried about it just because the X-Men are very, like, sexy. And the mm. MCU is very sexless. Not a, they're ch- they're, they're working now. on it, but still, it's like, the X-Men are so horny. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, a big part of their thing. They're, like, there's, like, this big argument that's ongoing and, like, gay Twitter about, like, fucking your friends and like that's all the x-men do so well they managed to make a 90s cartoon about the x-men that was pretty successful and i don't remember that being especially horny no have you seen how they drew rogue's ass i mean okay yeah, well, yeah. but i don't remember there being a lot of actual sex overt involved. no so i think it can be done it can be done <laughs> we shall see but i'm talking about for like the fans yeah. you're gonna you need that like for the x-men i want them to be done in their purest form because like the Avengers and everything else, you can do whatever with them because they didn't really quite have the fan base that the X-Men had. So, like, with the X-Men, to bring them into the MCU, you kind of have to... You have to pander to the fans more than you can with, like, everybody that's been in the MCU thus far. Mm-hmm. Because I think you have more people to piss off when well, it comes yeah, to I mean, them. They, they definitely yeah. have their work cut out for them, especially comparing themselves to previous attempts yeah which is like as bad as those fox movies were they definitely got some things right Mm -hmm. 
I yeah. still, yeah, I loved, I love all of the X-Men movies. All of them? Pretty much. I didn't like uh, Dark Phoenix very much. No. But no. the rest of them, yeah, I mean, I just added a pure enjoyment level. I mean, not necessarily no, to analyze each and everything, but... Yeah. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta move on. Yeah, we Let's do. So, <laughs> yeah. That's enough of that. But anyway, those are our favorite superheroes. Yeah. And, um, okay. alright. Alright, so I'll do the previously on. Um, so, we see, again, in case we forgot, Chris is not happy about Scallison. Um, it was apparently important for us to remember that Styles is a klutz and he knocked over a vending machine. That was all they showed us. Um, Jackson is oozing. Gerard is a bad grandpa. Um, Lydia might be a werewolf, and we met Isaac. Yep. Those are the things we need to remember. Or, I guess, just that Lydia had a fugue state where she wandered around the woods. Naked. Naked. Yeah. Um, do you want to try to do a brief couple-sentence uh, summary of what happens in this episode? We try to trade off on doing that. Um, <laughs> I mean... I might have gotten a little convoluted because I watched several different episodes of it when wow. I went back to the first season to start it over. <laughs> but the main thing I think that um, I remember besides Scott and Allison sneaking around is mm-hmm. Isaac yes. um, was bitten. And um, it starts to show his relationship with his father, who is abusive. Very. And um, it ends up that his father's killed and we don't know who did it but they sort of make it look like Isaac did it first and then it was sort of like did Derek do it um and then um turns out to be neither of them so I'm trying to remember if this happened in this episode yeah about um or if it was the (laughs) well you haven't watched past this episode have you I don't think so. <laughs> Just say what it is and we'll confirm or deny. Mm, okay, no. Scratch that. Okay. I think I'm thinking about the first season at this point. Okay. Okay. Sorry. All right, but I mean, yeah, that's pretty much, we, that's the main storyline. That's the main, line. yeah. Um, and then there's also a storyline with Jackson that we'll talk about, but yeah, mostly mm-hmm. this is about Isaac and his first full moon and dealing with that. Yep. Um, okay, so we start off. With the scene with Isaac and his dad having dinner. Yeah, my first note is poor Isaac. <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah. This was a really good scene, I thought. Because it was... Oh yeah, his dad is horrifying. Right. In he fact, is. I forgot that this actor could be scary, because mm-hmm. I'm so used to him being not scary. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's Dawson's dad. Right. Yeah. And the Flash's dad. So yeah. That, yeah, and the Flash's dad. So and this he loves is... his other sons. He's <laughs> <laughs> oh, a lot of dads. Quite disturbing mm-hmm. to me. And it was so tense. Like, the way that he... He's acting so, like, chill and reasonable. Like, just, mm-hmm. just tell me what grade you have. It's not a big deal, obviously. Whatever. And you can tell by Isaac's behavior that obviously he knows it is going to be a big deal. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I just I kind of I just kind of loved the the ramping tension of it, mm-hmm. I guess. Of, yeah. Of him gradually getting more and more unhinged. It took me back to when I didn't want to tell my parents, like, bad news. Like, it was never going to be as bad as what no. he got, but it's just like, ugh, I remember that feeling of being a kid and being like, fuck, they're going to be so pissed. <laughs> um, I also thought it was interesting when he meant, because we don't learn until later in the episode what he means when he says, do you 
should do you want to take this conversation downstairs? Well, I thought that they were. I immediately thought that meant that he was gonna like take him down and like chain him up and just beat the shit out of him. Well, yeah, we knew it wasn't gonna be good. Yeah, that meant. But it's <laughs> like, have you seen uh the Black Phone? No, but you yes. told me about it. Yeah, like I was like, oh god, they're gonna play Naughty Boy. <laughs> Even though I don't really know what Naughty Boy means in that movie either. But all you know is something bad is going yeah, to happen. You never find out exactly what it means, but you know it's not good. Um, there just is a lot of good dialogue, I thought, in this scene. Yeah, it's very the well acted. He says, I'm not angry. He's still acting very calm, but, you know, but of course I'm going to have to come up with a way to punish you because that's what a good parent would do and all that stuff. Um, and then, of course, the bit where he broke the vase on the wall and it, you see that it almost hit Isaac's eye and of course his dad's like well obviously that was your fault yeah because that's what an abuser would say yeah, but, which I was like what a weird form of healing the wound couldn't just close the yeah. blood got sucked back up into his body yeah. and then the wound closed I made that note as well yeah <laughs> uh, yeah I don't know if we've ever seen that happen before but no Isaac is a new breed of werewolf <laughs> yeah. he heals everything yeah uh, yeah but um, otherwise, that was probably my only nitpick about that scene. Yeah. Um, so, Isaac runs off and his father chases, well, Isaac goes off on his bike and his father drives off after him. And that's when we find out that Jackson lives across the street. Which, first, my first thing was like, is someone going to close the door to the house? Because they just left the door wide open. Yeah. And, well, like, of course Isaac left, but his dad is just like, mm-hmm. I'm, I gotta beat the shit out of this kid. There's no time to close the door. <laughs> yeah. But I just, I mean, we'll talk, and I wanna, we'll see more why it's so strange when we actually see Jackson's house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm, like, very curious about how a family of grave diggers can afford to live across the street from Jackson. Well, I didn't feel like Jackson's house is out of place more than yeah. Isaac's house. Like, Jackson's house looks like it's, like, a mini mansion that should be in, like, L.A. Yeah, yeah. you would never see their houses on the same no. street. <laughs> Much less no. right across from each other. Yeah, that's why I was, like, so curious. I'm like, how are they living in... How do these two people live in the same neighborhood? Right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Like, just for plot convenience is why. Yeah. Um. So then we go to... Uh, his dad tracks him down, basically, and sees his bike in this alley where suddenly it's uh, just a downpour. Like, it wasn't raining at all when yeah. he left the house, but now... It starts raining, like, <laughs> as he's looking for yeah. Isaac. Um, I thought this was a really cool scene, too. Like the use It of was. The shadow and silhouettes and the yeah. fact that he has to take his glasses off so mm-hmm. he doesn't have clear vision to see whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and then his glasses are all obscured by the rain. I thought that was really clever. It was all really good. It was very intense. Mm-hmm. It was a horrific scene. Mm-hmm. Like, this is one of the better, like, cold opens to yeah. Teen Wolf. I think probably, I mean, filmically, cinematically, whatever, I think these this opening bit is probably some of the best stuff they've done so far. Yeah, the mm-hmm. acting was on point. Everything was just like, this is a reason mm-hmm. that I would say, like, this is a good Teen Wolf thing. Like, yes. <laughs> you should watch Teen Wolf for this, but then, like, it never lasts. It's a, it's definitely a, it's nice to see this right after we watch the Teen Wolf movie. It was. I was like, <laughs> oh wow. Oh my god, we're not going there. Again. No, I just wanted to. No, we're not. But it's just nice to be reminded that, yes, there is a reason I love this show. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it is good. Um, 
And then, of course, we, we don't get a really clear shot of whatever it is, but it's not a werewolf. Yeah, it's definitely not a werewolf. <laughs> and then whatever it is, eats Isaac's dad. Yeah, rips the door <laughs> off the hinges of his car and just tears into him. And my only note was, this scene was pretty intense. R.I.P. asshole. He had it coming. He deserved mm-hmm. it. He sucked. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, so... We immediately cut to Allison. And her stupid fucking house. Yes. <laughs> Why are we mad at her house? Oh, you yeah, you missed that. Oh yeah, Heather hates her, that it's house. It's ugly. It's oh. a stupid, ugly McMansion with a stupid little window tunnel that doesn't make any sense, and I hate it. A window tunnel? Yeah. Okay. Oh, don't worry. After the podcast, she can show you <laughs> show right. the house. Um, I love the little secret message thing mm-hmm. that Allison and Scott has where have where she like breathes on the window and the condensation. He's like written. Yeah. What did, I forgot what he wrote. Like, meet at midnight. midnight. Meet but at it midnight. looked like they had done this multiple times. Like, there was the outline of a previous midnight. And yeah. Like midnight. And I just, like, <laughs> love it. Yeah. Uh, I do wonder... Oh, I guess she said her parents are out on date night, and that's why they didn't notice. Yeah, when you find out what date night is... <laughs> yeah, I mean, that. Like, like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That's what a, <laughs> a date night for them would be. For sure. Um, So, Allison goes up to whatever the bluffs or wherever it is that they meet Mm -hmm. and i did again i liked the outline of the silhouette of scott with his glowing yeah i thought that was a cool intro it was very cool there um uh they have a little conversation basically about what does gerard know yeah where your parents are we gonna get caught yada 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 scott's doing a really good job of like i mean well like tyler is doing a good job of selling like scott being afraid Mm -hmm. of gerard yep um, I do think, I don't think I've ever caught this before. Um, but, so Allison says they're not going to split us apart. And, and then, then he says, not us. Yeah, and then I'm like, oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I don't think I've ever caught that before. No. <laughs> um, I like that part. I actually wrote that down too. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I do have some issues with date night. Yeah, so first, my first note was the principal is fucking cute. I thought he looked kind of like an older Nick Carter. That's what I wrote down. (laughs) Yes. I mean, not exactly like him, but he reminded me of him. Although at this point, I guess probably like a normal... Yeah, normal normal age age Nick Carter. But I just thought he was really, really cute. All right, sure. Yeah. So... Um, Yeah, so basically... Well, I'm, I'm talking a lot if you want to take it. Uh, well, I was just like, so the Argents are just going to torture this poor principal into resigning? Yeah. And they're, like, so psychotic. Like, Kate makes more sense to me the more we find out about this family. And maybe I'm thinking that, like, maybe Kate just needed some therapy. Well, I mean, they all need therapy. <laughs> she was a monster, but I'm starting to... I don't know. It was making me second-guess, like... Because I just thought, like, Kate was full-blown crazy. But now I'm starting to think that maybe her family had a large hand in why she is the way that she is. I think she just takes after her father. Yeah, for sure. And all of this is his influence. I don't, I can't imagine that they would do this without him saying. And Chris even looked reluctant before this even started. Yeah. Like, he was just like, here we go. Let me put my game face on. (laughs) I fucked up. Oh, okay. I think I'm talking about the season one. (laughs) <laughs> you don't know what episode we're Principal. <laughs> that looked like Nick Carter, not that one. 
Not important, but I, I, I think it's the same guy, probably. I don't think it is, because I watched the season, this episode, and then I went back and watched season one, oh. and they were definitely two different people. Okay. So anyway, please continue. Whatever. Yeah, I don't even remember <laughs> the other principal. I mean, he was so. blonde, and I was just like, sure, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't understand this. So, like, yeah, they didn't even talk to him. They no. just throw him in the back of the car and start electrocuting the shit out of him. I just... It, I, <laughs> why? I mean, I understand their goal is to get Gerard in as the principal, but there's got to be another way to do this. Does he yeah. even have experience as a principal? That came, know. like, out of left field He doesn't for me. need it. I don't... Okay, I don't... See, I have a lot of problems with this because they can't just replace the principal. I don't care if they just... Yeah. They can't just do that. No. <laughs> There's a school board. There's, you know, other people who work at the school who are going to be like, who the fuck is this old man? Yeah, there's like a million things. You can't just overnight do this. Where did... What was the story? Where did the other principal go? I don't... They didn't kill him. Like, even if he resigns, like, obviously he... I'm just assuming he resigned at, because they tortured him. But still, there's like a whole process. Right. But there's going to be, like, an interim principal. There's... Maybe that's what Gerard is. But still, I think you'd have to... Maybe they tortured the entire school board. They did this... <laughs> they did this all night long yeah. until Gerard was the principal. Yeah, maybe. They just went down the list and tortured the shit out of everybody. I wouldn't put it past them, honestly. It's just so insane. And it's so... so Teen Wolf. It is. Very much so. <laughs> and then the next very Teen Wolf thing that happens is that we cut to Isaac... And he comes and he runs down and goes into the little, like, train yard. And I'm like, oh, Isaac, you think Derek can help you? (laughs) Well, I was like, he doesn't know any better, but I'm like, oh, baby, not that one. I did think, okay, so then they did the thing again where it's Derek is just all in silhouette and you see his eyes. Although, I feel like with Scott it made sense because wasn't Allison, like, shining her phone light on him? As a reflection th- or something? No, because you couldn't even see him. And if oh, she that's was right. Shining her light. They were all just doing... They were wolf-eyeing. All right. Like, this was a heavy wolf-eye episode. Yeah, they liked that. They did this, like, three times at least or something. Multiple times. They did it with the... Can we just call a lizard by its name when we get to the end? Does it matter if we call it the, what it's actually like called? we need before? to wait until they see Okay, that's fine. <laughs> then I'll just keep calling it the lizard. Yeah. So. Um... Okay, but yeah, so they, yeah. Isaac goes to Derek and tells him that his dad is dead and he didn't do it. Um, then we cut to Styles and Scott in the locker room talking about wolf nonsense at top volume. As they usual. do. Um, and again, Styles is so tired of hearing about Allison. Yes. He is my representation on the mm-hmm. show. It's like, yeah, I get it. You're in love. Okay. I get it. Okay. Yeah. So I appreciate that. One thing that I noted was, and I'm sure you've already discussed this before, but just how good his physical comedy is. Yes. yes. <laughs> He's yeah. just mm-hmm. excellent. Mm-hmm. It's just every little trip or whatever, it's very believable mm-hmm. and it's funny. Yeah. Um, and then, we, of course, we get the big the gag of his, because they're talking about it's the full moon mm-hmm. styles. They'll say, no, we need to chain you up, even though Scott is saying, no, I've got it under control, I'm fine. So then he opens his locker and just a clown, yeah, or clown never ending chain, yeah, and it just keeps going. I don't even think there would be enough room for that much chain in that locker. Probably not. They were 
you and I don't understand why you put it in his lacrosse locker and not his regular lock. Why didn't you just leave it in the back of the Jeep? Yeah, why bring it to school anyway? You're not going to tie him up in school, are yeah, you? Yeah, unless he got it from, like, shop class or something. But, like, there's no explanation, so who knows? If the explanation is, it was funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they had so. to set up Coach. Yeah. They did. And uh, Coach wants to ask, but he's afraid of the answer. Um, Rightfully so. Yeah. Um, and so then Scott wolf eyes and he's like there's another werewolf in here right so I guess is that like is that new werewolf lore like he just knew did he cause it didn't seem like he smelled him yeah he just kind of was like wolf eyes there's another werewolf here I can't remember if it I feel like they probably sensed each other before but I don't know we could say Maybe. it's new wolf lore. Sure. Maybe if we haven't noticed it before, it's, it seems new to us. Although yeah. it's interesting because, I mean, we know that Jackson is not, there's something wrong with him. He's not just yeah. turning like a norm he should be. But you'd think yeah. Scott would have sensed him as well. Right. By now. And Jackson seems to think that he will later. Yeah. But he didn't, apparently. Mm-hmm. And we know Jackson and Lydia are like the two most recent should be wolves. Right. And then we cut to Matt and Jackson talking and Jackson. Uh, we skipped something, I think. Oh, we might have. Oh, we skipped Lydia and Allison showing up to school. Oh, yeah. See, sometimes I do skip things, so you should... I'm cool with you taking the lead, because I only <laughs> focus on what's important to me. And if I don't think it... If I don't care about what's happening, I don't, like, make a note of it. Okay. Well, I want to talk about this because... Well, I mean, Lydia's showing back up to school for the first time after everybody knows that she had her yeah. mental break or whatever. Well, she also got attacked... And had the middle break immediately after right. that, so. Um, but I have, of course, I did also have wardrobe notes that I need to say. Well, I thought Lydia looked good. She looks great. However, I don't think that dress is appropriate for school. I may, I may be some old fuddy-duddy, but I just don't think that is a dress that you should be wearing to class. Well, you know, it's no worse than when Allison wore a bikini to swim oh, yeah. practice or whatever that but at was. Least, I mean, I guess she was at least swimming and that's what that's for, yeah. but. But also, Allison hair, Allison's hair is huge. Yes, she looks episode. like she came from the 80s movie. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. It doesn't look real. Like, I'm assuming it's her real hair, but it doesn't look like it. It's huge. It's huge. Um, and also, Allison's outfit in this is weird. I do not like Allison's clothing choices this entire episode. No. The dress with the little panda thing on it. It's like... Like that t-shirt? Because it wasn't a dress. It was like a t-shirt with a panda face on it, and then a skirt, and the materials don't seem to go together to me. Like it's Oh, I thought it was like a, I thought it was a shirt that had the skirt at the bottom attached to uh, maybe it. maybe it did. Because then she, later on she has like, I don't think she always has the leggings on, but when she turns into like action Allison, she puts like her like pants on. Maybe. Underneath the skirt. But anyway, I hated her outfit this yeah, episode. It didn't look like any of it went together. No, not at all. I'm <laughs> like, who's dressing this girl? I don't know. It was like, Victoria's been, like, torturing people too much. She needs to dress her daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did make the note here that, if, so apparently sometimes the people in Beacon Hills do know what's going on. Yeah. And take note of it. Mm-hmm. In this case, that Lydia had some weird shit. But they, nobody said shit to her. No. They just were like, we know, bitch. Yeah. With a look. <laughs> um, then we're out on the lacrosse field. Yeah, and that's when Matt and Jackson, who, like, we still don't know Matt's name yet, because I made a note that, like, we don't know Matt's name until later on in the episode yeah. when Jackson finally says it. 
But they're just talking. Jackson wants to borrow a camera from him mm-hmm. that he can record in low light all, all night. night long. <laughs> Which obviously yeah. sounds sketchy as hell. This was an issue for me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what's going to happen next, so I don't know if they just needed a way to introduce this character, but they even make a point to talk about his family being rich. Why didn't he just go buy a freaking camera? That's literally, that's in my notes. That was my notes, too. Just buy a camera. It makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but I do like that Matt was sassing Jackson, Mm -hmm. and he's like, I think your parents have $100. Yeah. Yeah, probably yeah. more, and probably plenty to buy you. Yeah, a they even, I mean, they pointed it out. Yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense. That's None. Just, I, it's a more, another, I realized, I looked it up and realized I was saying the wrong thing. It's Watsonian versus Doyleist. Okay. And the explanation is, Watsonian is the reason in world, because it's about, like, John Watson in Sherlock Holmes. Okay. So why, from Watson's point of view, why is this happening? Doyleist is the writer. Right. Makes sense. Okay. So gotcha. there's a lot of conflict in Teen Wolf between the, what is obviously the writer's reason for doing a thing, mm-hmm. and then that leaves a big. Doesn't make any sense from a Watsonian perspective. Yeah. Like what in world it makes no sense for them to do this, but that makes sense. And <laughs> I was like, I could get it if he was like, tell me what kind of camera to get. Right. That still serves the purpose of like him talking to Matt. But being like, I need you to let me borrow this camera for a hundred bucks. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. No, it's really dumb. Or even if, like, he was saying, I need you to have, tell me what kind of camera to buy and help me set it up right. Yeah. Or something. I don't know. But, um... Also, I decided Matt is cute. I don't care. That's totally fine. I mean, yep. he's not not cute. I just, for whatever reason, don't like his face. That's fine. I'm pretty you sure... Like I'm pretty sure... Did any of you watch The Midnight Club on Netflix? Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's the guy in that. No, he's not on the Midnight Club. Then I'm, I'm gonna IMDb. No, definitely go for it. I need to see where I've seen him before. Yeah. Then. I don't know. I well, you didn't people. watch Common Rider, so I know you didn't see him on that. But that's what I knew him from. Um, his name is Stephen Ford. Okay, just normal spelling. Yeah, P H E N. Oh. Stephen. Stephen. Um. <laughs> Okay, so they're having their little weird conversation. And then meanwhile, Scott and Styles are talking about trying to figure out who the other werewolf is. Yes, which the plan is horrible. I hate this plan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Styles says he has an idea mm-hmm. and that it involves Scott being the goalie. And, yes. Which leads to Scott being like, okay, but what's the idea? And then, which I, I mean, if you hadn't told me, if we didn't, if I didn't know ahead of time, I'd be like, yeah, still, I don't know what the idea is. Yeah. But it leads Styles to commenting, I don't know how you would have survived without me, which, I mean... Very yeah, true. Fair. I mean, literally, the season, he would have died. The yeah. season finale totally hinged on Styles doing everything that he did in the season finale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the entire show... Oh, yeah, would have been canceled. Few, well, yes. <laughs> if it wasn't From for From a Doyleist perspective. <laughs> but, but, yeah, even in World, I don't think Scott would have lasted very long without Styles. Yeah. Um... So then it leads to a very, I mean, stupid but funny bit where Scott keeps rushing out of the goal every time somebody, and tackling everybody. Who comes and aggressively in. sniffing them. Aggressively sniffing them. Um, Which I have to take back my comment from the last episode because apparently people have aggressively <laughs> sniffed things like that. It's not quite the same. It's not as bad as it was in the movie, but um, it was still pretty intense. 
Which, of course, and every time he does it, the coach gets mad and tells him, he, my favorite is when he says it's the goalkeeper, not the goal abandoner. Yeah. <laughs> well, he did it, like, two or three times before the coach even said anything. Oh. Well, like, not before he said anything, but before he was like, if you do it again. Right, yeah. But, I mean, the first time he's like, that you're doing this wrong, don't do that. Which yeah. Is, okay, fine. Yeah. And then he does it, like, two more times. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he went over and over and over. Yeah. And like, the and coach like, should have does... stopped that way sooner. Yeah, exactly. And then, Actually, um, like, this plan is so stupid. Like, the goalie is the person who's least likely to tackle someone. Yeah. Yeah, so why did they switch to put him in that position? It I makes no it sense. It doesn't make any sense. It, Again, we know the writer's reason for doing it, so they could do this funny bit. Yeah. In world, doesn't make any sense. None. And um, they we get the line that I always loved. Where Styles mm-hmm. and the coach talk, and Styles comments on Scott's uneven jawline. Right, because coach, because <laughs> coach asks, "What is wrong with your friend?" Obviously, asking why is he so stupid that he's doing this. Yeah. And Styles says, "He's failing two classes. Classes. He's a little socially awkward, and if you look close enough, his jawline is kind of uneven." You, you don't have to look, look close. close. <laughs> no, not no. at all. It was the first thing I noticed about him. The first time I saw him, I was like, "Aw." Um, He's still cute as a button, though. Yeah, Especially in this episode. For some reason, I was like, Scott is looking very cute. I think the season two haircut is good. Yeah. He looks older, but not old. Yeah. He just looks cute. I don't know. Um, so then he tackles Danny, and I think they have a very cute moment. They do. I love me some Danny. Ugh. Uh, I, I just, I know we've talked, I've talked a lot about what I don't ship. But it's like, I ship almost everything except for Steric. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, Scanny would be cute. Yes, Scott it would be. Yeah. But anyway. Um, okay, and then, then finally uh, we get to... Well, there's another funny line from Coach where he says something about, if you don't stop, cut this out, it's going to be the first ever suicide run that ends in an actual suicide. suicide. Yes. That was funny. Um, that one made me actually laugh out loud. Yeah. So that's when Jackson catches on to what Scott's doing, basically. Mm-hmm. And kind of makes an excuse to leave the field. Yeah. And then next up is Isaac, and you can tell that he's definitely feeling a little bloodlusty. Oh, yeah. With the full moon coming up. Um, and they found each other. Yes. So we get more were- werewolf eyes. Yeah, and they also, like, wolf land. Mm-hmm. They don't fall like everybody else. Yeah. They are ret to go. Um... So then that's when the sheriff shows up with his deputies, and I noticed that, I noticed that you never see the school when they're out on the field. Mm-hmm. Everybody just walks out of the woods. Yeah. To show up to the lacrosse field. That's the fastest reason. way to get there. Yeah. To cut through the woods. <laughs> um, and I, once again, poor Isaac. Yep. Um, poor, poor Isaac. This boy cannot catch a break, and then he's like, please don't tell. <laughs> and like, you... Oh, he's this poor baby. I just want to, like, I just want to hug Isaac so bad and tell him it's going to be okay. It's not, honestly. I mean, well, he just goes through a lot of shit. Yeah, he just <laughs> goes through a lot of shit. And this is such a good, this is some good plot element. Like, I love the whole plot of Isaac is wanted for his father's murder. Right. And it's also a full moon. Mm-hmm. We have to get Isaac out of jail before he does wolf shit yes. in the jail on the full moon. I'm like, this is good. Yeah. This is a solid plot line. Yes. This makes sense. This is like just good. I love it. Give me more, please. 
Um, so they take Isaac away, and then there's a little section in chemistry class where... So, I made a note about this when they're in chemistry class, where I went like, wait a minute, are they explaining or theorizing why they choose teenagers to turn over adults? Did you Did you miss that? Mm. Where he was, where, um, cause the bite either kills you or not because, and so they... Style starts theorizing that teenagers might have a better survival rate oh. than people who are older. And How did I miss that? I don't know. I was like... Even I get that one, so I don't know. <laughs> that seems flimsy to me, but it, it, I'll take it. That's a better excuse than any other for why they keep biting these small children. Can you remind me who bit Isaac, or do we not know that yet? Derek. Or Derek bit Derek? Isaac. Okay, I thought we so. Need that. We need mm-hmm. Um, and also, Danny is staring right at them while they talk about this. Right, because he's like, oh my gosh, they think, they think they're being quiet. <laughs> yeah, and I, it's so funny, because I had paused the TV so that I could write my notes. And when I looked up, Danny was like looking straight <laughs> at me in the screen. I was like, Danny's looking right at them. He's hearing this entire conversation, which makes it even funnier, like something that he's going to say much later in the yes. series. Um, so they're wondering where Jackson is and Danny tells them that he's in the office because the sheriff is questioning him Mm -hmm. because he lives right across the street from Isaac for some reason, even though it doesn't make any sense. Yep. So then they figure they need to get sent to the principal's office, so they throw a wadded up piece of paper at the the chemistry teacher. Yeah, Harris, which, fuck Harris, I hate that dude. Yeah. (laughs) Like, he just sucks. (laughs) Yep. There's no way to, two ways about that. Um... And then, well, speaking of people sucking. Yeah. Jackson is such a fucking dick. Yeah. All oh the time for no Piss reason. Me off so bad. He's just gotten even worse somehow. In this because season. he's, well, well, like now he thinks he's like Big Wolf. Like, oh, I hate him okay. so much. He's such a little shit. Yeah. Because basically in this scene, the sheriff is questioning him and finds out that Jackson knew all along that Isaac's father was beating him and just didn't think it was worth mentioning to anyone. Yeah, he's like, none of my business. Not my problem. And then, of course, the sheriff says the kids, it's always the kids getting beat up are always the ones who least deserve it. Wink, wink. And (laughs) Jackson's like, yeah. Wait, what? 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah, you suck, Um, Jackson. So then as the sheriff is leaving... Styles hides behind a magazine. And he's the sheriff is just like, hi, Scott. <laughs> I love every interaction with yeah. them together. Mm-hmm. <coughs> um, so this is when we see that Gerard is taken over as a principal, and I wrote down, does Gerard have a degree in principling? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't think he does. I was just like, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. Um, we find out that Styles. well, I, I don't remember what they say about Scott, other than I assume that his grades are not great. Yeah, he said, um, not very good at academics, but he's really good at lacrosse. Right. And then on the other side, Styles is super great at uh, school and academics, but he has, like, no extracurriculars. And he's like, actually, I'm on the lacrosse team. Yeah, he's like, you should think about joining lacrosse. Uh, you already have. Yeah. Why isn't that on his transcripts? <laughs> and then he immediately focuses in on Scott being... Uh, Allison's ex is like, well, you seem like a perfectly fine young gentleman. I don't know why things wouldn't have worked out. More of somebody's, you know, is 
horrible and terrifying acting mm-hmm. totally nice and chill and like your best friend. He yeah. Said, well, he says, I don't want you to think of me as the enemy. And then Styles is like, yeah. sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and let's see. So he basically says that one of them has to have take detention. I don't yeah. know what his reason is for why he thinks only one of them. It's convenient for plot reasons. Yeah. But again, well, because it was just one ball. I mean, honestly, and he doesn't think that they're bad kids. Like, I think the situation, like, knowing what they're in there for, he's like, this is so beneath me and them. Yeah, but then I don't understand why he would be like, well, the, the logical thing to do is make one of you have attention. Just to make a point to like here to show that he did yeah, something. Yeah, because he it. actually said that he needs to. He's new and he needs to support right. his yeah. teachers. I'm just saying. I I just feel the idea of him thinking that making one of them have detention and the other one gets away with it doesn't make sense. Well, only <laughs> one person. It's not like they both threw the paper. Right. So okay, fine. fine. <laughs> it's like just one of them. Just do this. Um. And then I have. God, I hate Jackson. He is such a twat, but I don't know. I can't remember what he did to oh, make me do Well, yeah. Well, right before that, of course, when they're, they he says one of you has to take the fall in styles, it's just like, la, la, la. And then mm-hmm. Scott just like pointedly stares at him for a, a yeah. comedically long amount of time. And he's like, shit. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Which I thought was funny. But anyway, so the thing that made you hate Jackson again is Lydia is trying to thank him. Yes, that's it. For saving her life, basically, and finding her on the lacrosse field or whatever. And I don't I don't remember exactly He's like, we're not getting back together. Oh, right, yeah. And he's like, you don't need to thank me for, like, not letting you bleed out or whatever. I'm just like, god damn. Ugh. Ugh. But he does warn her that she should stay home tonight because it's the full moon. And he's, like, very smug about it when he says it. Mm-hmm. Little fucking bitch i hate him um so scott runs outside trying to i guess catch them before they take isaac off to the police station although i don't know yeah oh my god then we just see him in the back of the police car giving hardcore puppy dog eyes and this is where i'm gonna also announce that i hardcore ship skysick Oh, I'll have to see more before I start shipping that. Yeah, this is, but. I mean, it's, it, there's more down the line, but yeah. We talked, I mean, we talked some, well, we talked once about how I feel like this show, of all shows, mm-hmm. or especially even like teen dramas or whatever, would solve everyone's pr- relationship problems with polyamory. Yeah, they <laughs> could all just, just be together. Just, they could just be the pack that fucks. Yeah, there's just so many, not necessarily everyone with everyone, mm-hmm. but there's just so many, like, triads and, I don't know what the word for four, quad, quads? Is it a qu- poly- polycule? Well, I think polycule is just any number. Any number. So, well, but like, yes. Yeah. Well, any, like, let's just leave. We don't need to get into the specifics. Various formations of polycules that I would love to ship. Yeah. I think they could all work. Yeah. Um. So... Okay, so yeah, Isaac gets taken away to jail. And then we cut to Gerard yeah. and Chris, which I'm like, why are they discussing the code when Gerard literally said fuck the code at the end of the last episode? I mean, I guess Chris is still trying to make his point, which is that basically he's advocating a genocide. Well, that's, but that's the whole thing is that Gerard was the one who was like, well, did he do it? Or like, is it confirmed? Or whatever. I'm like, why do you even care? Because you don't. I guess he's just like... I mean, we might as well. It's just inconsistent writing, I yeah. feel. <laughs> but he obviously still, when Chris is basically saying, we don't know for yeah. sure. 
Gerard's still like, eh, whatever. Yeah, don't so care. I'm like, why even put up a front like you care? Because you don't anymore. Yeah, just going through the motions, probably. I guess. But he also, um, we see that he dry swallows a handful of pills. Yeah. So we know that he's taking pills for something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we cut to Matt and Jax. Oh, wait, well, first Allison mm-hmm. is watching through the doorway, and then they close the doors. Her giant helmet hair and weird as hell outfit. Yeah. Allison, what are you doing? If I was, I wish we could have gotten a clip of Chris just being like, change your fucking clothes. <laughs> you can't come with us. You look ridiculous. Yeah. And um, then we cut to Matt and Jackson. Yeah. And this is when I said, why can't Matt just tell Jackson what kind of camera to buy and he just get it himself? He's made it clear he's rich as fucking spoiled. And then that's when they finally say Matt's name. Yeah. Because Jackson calls him by his name. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Uh-huh, so that's this funny because is... they're gay. <laughs> so this is where, uh, I mean, obviously up until this point, it definitely sounds like Jackson is making a sex tape. Yeah. And Matt questions, tries to subtly question whether it involves Allison because he saw them go to the dance together and thinks maybe they're a couple. Yeah. Um, to which Jackson is basically like, it, making a sex tape is below me. Yeah. I am making, I'm documenting my history. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're Matt, what the hell do you think he's doing? Like, yeah, I was like, Jackson is so weird. <laughs> like, so obviously the first, no, the first rational option is out if he says he's not making a sex tape, which I mean, he could be lying, but he doesn't seem to be. So what the hell else is he doing? I don't know. Ghost hunting, maybe? Who knows? <laughs> he's just so... He's such a dick, and he's so fucking weird. Yeah. And he's, like... He acts like he's the fucking principal at the end of, like, whatever season of Buffy that was, when he's about to ascend. He's oh. like, I'm just about to be, like, the best fucking thing ever. You mean the mayor? The mayor. Oh, yeah. Why do I keep calling him the principal? My bad. They're an authority figure. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Principal Snyder. Yeah. But he just, just got kidding. eaten by the mayor. Yeah, wrong show. Spoilers for a show that ended in 2000. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, okay. So, yeah, Jackson is going to do some weird shit. Who knows? Um, then we see, well, I think, I guess, maybe it was the same scene or, I don't know. At some point we noticed that the, there was a deputy at the Argent house. So, you know, one of the yeah. sheriff's deputies is a hunter. Mm-hmm. And then, next we cut to Derek. Yes. Next thing I have a note of is Derek. I guess he... Oh, yeah. Derek goes and picks up Scott from school. And because they have to go to the house. He... Because Derek's like, I don't know what's in the house, but whatever's in the house, it's worse. I think he does know what's in the house. No, they don't know exactly what's in the house. They just know that whatever Jackson told the police made things worse. And if the police get to the house before Derek and Scott do, that's how I understood it. Something is gonna happen. I like, interpret it, interpret it as, as Derek is saying, whatever Isaac told them, I know for a fact what they find in the house is going to be worse. But I'm being cryptic no, again and not telling you what that no, is. No, that's not what happened. Jackson, yeah. he said specifically, like whatever Jackson told them when they were questioning him, whatever's in the house is worse. It right. made things worse. I know. I'm just saying I think he already knows what's in there and that it is going to make it worse if they find it. I don't think that they knew what it was. They don't. Derek does. I, I didn't. I don't think that I'm Derek I'm with Rashad. Knew. Not right. <laughs> so. Um. Then they go and then 
Derek and Scott as they're like searching through the house. Oh, and that's also when. So like we kind of skipped over that part. That happened before um, Matt and Jackson had their conversation. Was when they needed. That was when uh, Derek picked Scott up from school, and then we cut to Matt and Jackson because as Matt's leaving. Matt sees lights going or flickering inside of Jack, uh, inside of Isaac's house across the street when oh. he, he's leaving Jackson's, and that's Scott and Derek searching the house looking for hmm. evidence. I don't remember that, but yeah. okay. So, um. then that's when Derek has that conversation with Scott, and he's like, "So you saw what happened on the lacrosse field?" And he's like, "Yeah." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Derek is literally always watching these children. He's it's... such a good dad. Yeah. Not only does he never miss a game, but he never misses practice either. <laughs> never." Um... And also, I find Derek and Scott making it to Isaac's house before the cops a stretch, but okay. Do the cops even show up? No, they don't. Right? No. They when did they? Did tomorrow. they get? Did they go down? It was Derek and Styles went to the police. Right. Is that after this? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, they have this conversation about... And Derek basically knows that he knows that Isaac is innocent. Yeah. But he implies that it's some kind of werewolf sense. Yeah. Is he... Because he could tell from his heartbeat? Yeah, he just, like, knows when they're lying. I think they can smell lies or something. Well, I know they can hear the heartbeats. Yeah. But, like, he just knows. They're vague about it. Like, werewolves have a lie-detecting sixth sense. Well, yeah. he's his alpha, right? Yeah. So... Yeah, sure. Vague werewolf shit. He just yeah. knows. Sure. A um, father knows his exactly. son. Exactly. <laughs> um, um, so, Allison calls Styles because she sees the deputy leaving. Yeah, and I forgot that... Oh, wait, so then we skip the big thing is that they go into the basement mm-hmm. and this they... all like intercut. Yeah, they, well, they go into the basement and they find mm-hmm. that... Uh, Isaac's dad has been chaining him up or like locking him up in the basement in a deep freezer in the basement which is fucked yep um so yeah Allison calls Styles Styles, yes and tells him that this deputy left and he had a box with a picture on it and she sends him a photo of what it was and obviously it's Wolfsbane (laughs) I'm like I love that werewolf hunters have a box with Wolfsbane Wolfsbane on the outside of it it's like ah yes the Wolfsbane the Wolfsbane for the werewolves (laughs) 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 don't want to get confused with who knows what else other types of fancy bullets they have with the sage or whatever like it's just ridiculous. It made me think of like the Emperor's New Group. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So okay, so now they know that the deputy is headed to kill Isaac, basically. Yes, and then we cut back to Scott and Derek, and they're having this conversation where Derek calls out Scott for. Well, Scott calls out Derek first. He's like, "Why the fuck are you making werewolves?" Mm-hmm. Did you tell him about all of this shit? And he's like, yeah, I did actually tell him about everything. Mm -hmm. And Scott's like, well, then he's an idiot. And then Derek's like, not more of an idiot than you who's dating the Argent's daughter. All valid points. He's like, okay, I'm not going to call Isaac an idiot because he obviously has justifiable reasons for one to be. He's like, that's if I was Isaac and I was in his position, I was like, it's better than being beat to death by my dad. Yeah. It's like, if I take a Argent arrow to the heart, so be it. Mm-hmm. At least I can, like, 
it's it's got to be better than what I'm going through. He's right. desperate. Yeah. So that's fun. I don't include Isaac in this conversation. Okay. But I do think that I was loving the tension between Scott and Derek. I do think it's funny that, I mean, I guess Derek did learn something. Mm-hmm. Because he told Isaac everything, everything <laughs> instead of being weird and cryptic about everything like he was with Yeah, Scott. so we call that growth. Yes. <laughs> so. Um, so basically, Scott agrees to help Derek. Yeah. But he's not joining Derek's pack. Mm-hmm. And he's helping Isaac because Isaac needs to be helped. And that's what Scott does. Yep. Because he's like Captain America that way. Yeah, All except for Captain America is way smarter. Yeah. <laughs> but it's okay. That's okay. Because his heart is in the right place. Yes. Um, okay, so then we got to Jackson. Ugh, twinkler. Whoa. <sighs> it's, I don't, it's just like, obviously Colton Haynes is a, an attractive young man. But, but Jackson is a garbage so, person. And it makes him me like, ugh, when I see him. Yeah, he's so gross. It makes me mad. I don't understand how anybody could be attracted to Jackson. No. Just the way that he carries himself. Mm-hmm. It's not even like he's like the hot asshole. He's just a piece of uh-huh. shit. Yeah. He has no redeeming qualities at, at this point. Yeah, and it's kind of weird because Colton Haynes is actually like kind of sweet. So, yeah. like, Jackson is just like absolutely awful. So mm-hmm. he's a good actor then. Yeah. He is. I give him credit. It's just like, it sucks because I'm like, I, there are a few characters that I just like hate this vehemently. Yeah. Um, okay, so. And also, that song was god awful that played while he's. Posing in the mirror. I'm glad you could tune it out because I couldn't. Yeah, I didn't notice. It was awful. I'm just getting really used to awful music on this show and it's just white noise. Yeah, most of it was bad, but this one I was like, oh my God. I think it was magnified by the fact that we were focusing on Jackson. So I was like, this is making me suffer even more. (laughs) I don't remember. But I trust that you're right. It was bad. Yeah, it was terrible. Um, okay, so then we cut to the deputy is driving, and his tires go out, and mm-hmm. when he gets out of the car and sees yes. that they've been shot out with arrows. And then Allison shoots this motherfucker in the leg. It was awesome. <laughs> Allison has got a serious dark side. She does. She's, well, like, look yeah. at her family. She's an argent. It runs in the family. But the look on her face when she did it was, like, so smug. Yep. <laughs> she definitely she has a dark side. Being violent. She does, and it's cool. Um, but I do think it's funny, like... Thinking ahead, yeah. Who else in this town would be shooting arrows at someone? Oh, I had the exact same thought. <laughs> like it's not like her dad. I mean, they know. Oh God, what are they gonna think when they find this? When the deputy's like, "Yeah, someone shot me with an arrow." Yeah. They're like, hmm, it must have been the werewolves who did that. Like, what? The- I mean, they kind of werewolves have crossbows too. If they were gonna do attack a car and take out the driver do you think they would shoot arrows at it do i think so no but if they don't but also if i'm a werewolf actually if i was a werewolf yes i would well because but like nobody on this show is smart enough none of the werewolves they're dealing with are smart enough to do that no yeah but that's why they sent alice right it's not like like they're incapable of shooting a bow and arrow but obviously the only person whose weapon of choice is a bow and arrow is allison yeah, and she's the only person that would, like, do any... Like, nobody questioned... Like, that's the other thing is, like... And he's... Just for the record, this is a not real... It's just a hunter disguised as a deputy, not a real deputy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um... Like, the hunters never even... Like, there's no discussion of, like, 
somebody shot out my tires. Yeah. Let's find out who shot out my tires. He's like, the mission must go on. Yeah. So that was weird. Um, and then okay. Allison goes to lock up Scott next after this. Yeah, or is there although I don't else? know. I feel like we're missing communication here about how. Like, I don't know why Allison called Styles first. Unless she tried calling Scott and he didn't answer. And then it's, it's like Styles yeah. and Allison come up with this plan. Mm-hmm. And then Allison just immediately goes to the house where Scott is. Yeah, I think, I don't think that they talked about it. They just did it. Okay. But like, so, I guess because Styles was with, oh yeah, because Derek, okay, so now I'm starting to understand why it went down this way. Scott can't control himself right. under the fil- under the full moon. So Derek left with Styles because he could. Mm-hmm. And I guess because Allison, well, because like they're in love. Allison went to go. I just feel like that is obviously what happened, but I feel like they left out any they didn't, connection. No, we had to make Explain. that connection. <laughs> it never got explained. The next time we see Allison, she's, she's helping yeah. Scott get into the thing. And I'm like, bitch, aren't you his anchor? Like, why does he need all of this? Because, like, in the first season, he wolfed out, and all she had to do was exist. And but he's it wasn't like, on the full moon. Uh, but, like, remember when he wolfed out the very first time on the full moon, and he made it to her, didn't he? Or did Derek stop him? I think Derek stopped. I think on the full, first full moon, didn't he end up getting shot by the hunters? Mm. <laughs> no, he made it to Allison's house. But they didn't interact. And then, like, his, I think her, something, oh, her, her dad came home and hit him with the car. Because I just watched okay. that. But that yeah. was before he had really started going. So maybe. Mode. No, because he had just broken out of his handcuffs. He had no. wolfed completely out. Yeah, yeah he had. He, I just watched it. <laughs> yeah, he had wolfed completely out. And, like, he was going ape shit because Styles had handcuffed him to the radiator. And he was like wolfing the fuck out and yeah. then he went straight to Allison after he broke out yeah. with his bloody handcuffs. And that's when Chris hit him with his car. Which kind of threw him out of... Right, okay. But it wasn't Allison being insane. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So... Glad we worked that out. Yeah. No, he so. almost got her. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So yeah, I mean, at this point I don't think that they really have the whole anger thing figured no. out. But I have to say this is another example of Allison and Scott annoying the hell out of me because yeah. the way they're acting it's like just mm-hmm. lock him in the freezer for the night it'll it's not that big a deal he's not going off to war yeah like calm down it's not that dramatic i actually did have that exact same <laughs> thought too this is why they irritate me i know i was thinking about you when that was going on i was like this is what heather's talking about mm-hmm. this is why they irritate her <laughs> yep so i get it i understood it in that moment i mean i still i already understood it before then but i was like yeah but is this the first time, um, and I'm asking because I don't know, is this the first time that she's been around him when this is about to happen? Yeah. So, like, as a young person in love, like, it would seem torturous to watch him have to go through this. I can understand why she would be... I'm just thinking it's back to my true. teenage romances. Yeah. Like, I mean... Or even now, if I had to watch my husband or somebody go through that, that would be... But she's... But I don't know. It just seems like she's acting like the horrible thing is that I have to lock you in this freezer. It is. It would be horrible if, like, I'm, I see you making that face, <laughs> and I get it, and I agree that it's really annoying, but that is yeah. 
what it's like to be a teenager, like, head over heels in love, yeah. especially with it being amplified by you being on a teen drama. So... Yeah, I, I didn't think it was that... I mean, it's, it's, no, it's annoying, but it's not yeah. unusual. It didn't seem, didn't seem out of place to Fine. me. Well, yeah, I mean, whether it is or not, it's still annoying. Yeah, it's like, super annoying. Like, I'm to be honest, if, if I had to lock up Brandon like that, even it's now, not... at 35, I might get a little upset about it. But it's not like she's locking him up forever. No, but it's, it's just... Like, it's I'm just putting sad. him in here for a couple it's hours. It's still a until type of suffering, down. like. But he's gonna be suffering either way. Either way. But also, it's like you're putting him in like a fucking box I with like know, no yeah. holes. It's That's awful. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's love. It's just love. Yeah. So <laughs> moving on, <laughs> it cuts over to Derek and Styles in the jeep. And Derek's about to go in, and Styles makes a very good point that Derek just can't strut around town, and that he's still a person of interest, and... Derek says he's exonerated. Yeah, and it's like, it doesn't matter. Derek, you can't just strut around town. And I think you know that, because you live in the train yard instead of an apartment (laughs) or a house. Yeah, well, I do, this is a fun scene, though. It is. It is. It's funny, um, I don't remember what the... He's like, Derek is getting ready to get out of the car and Styles reaches over to grab him and Derek just like glares at him and he's like, I'm taking my hand off. That's, yeah. That's fun. And he's like, so what's your plan? What are you going to talk about? Yeah. And he's like, has, he doesn't say anything, but of course, to me, it's like, well, I'm going to open with the fact that I'm me. Look at me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, this is what I'm opening with. See this? Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. That's what works. Yeah, and he does talk to her. He's yeah. very good flirt. He's I'm never like, smooth. He, he got me. Like, <laughs> I was like, I know. Oh. She was immediately interested, which I mean, like, I would have been too. Would be? Yeah. 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 Um, fine. Let's see. Okay. So then, of course, we got some more. Everybody in this episode is so incredibly stealthy. Yeah. <laughs> but also, this plan is. The plan on both ends is dumb to me. Well, not so much on. Derek and Styles is in. Styles can always have an excuse to be in the sheriff's office. Sure. But as far as the hunter sending this decoy deputy, I'm like, this is fucking stupid. Yeah. The sheriff's office is very small. They all know each other. So you can wear whatever get up you want to. The only people who are going to like be fooled are people who don't work at the sheriff's office. Yeah, but it seemed like there was only that one lady working there. Yeah, so, but, which was confusing to me. I'm like... Where's everybody else? Well, they're all out investigating the murder. They can't all be out. That's, like, not good resource. Oh, no, no I agree. Which I know. that We know the sheriff's <laughs> department sucks. Yeah. I was, uh, that was my note. This plan is actually really dumb. Or the sheriff's department is that inept. So yeah, I'm going to go with that. Yes. Um, although I do think it might have been a better plan for, have, for to have Styles distract the deputy. Because, again, like you said... He's there all the time. But I was thinking, but that's why I think that it was better for him. Because if he gets caught being somewhere that he's not supposed to be, he can get out of trouble easier than Derek could. Yeah. In fact, the first thing they're going to do is either shoot Derek or put him in jail. Okay. Fair enough. Um, but I I did like Styles' little, I'm sneaking. Yeah. (laughs) And then he was, he finds out that he's too little too late. The evil sheriff, or the evil deputy has already gotten the key. Mm-hmm. So this is when he, they run into each other and I had more questions. Yeah. Like, what was his plan to do with Styles? I don't know. I So, let's see, where to start? So, they, 
show up. They run into each other. They just yeah. kind of look at each other. And then they both see that look at the arrow at the same time. And somehow... Oh, God. Okay. So this guy's a hunter. And he knows that Styles is friend with Scott. Okay. So he knows that Styles knows about werewolves. Fine. Why does he... Why does he assume that Styles is there to rescue Isaac? Uh, well, Styles reacts immediately because he sees him and he's like, oh shit. So what? Oh, God. I just don't, I don't know why they both seem to automatically know that they should be on opposite sides. Because Styles recognizes that that dude should not be there. So like, even if it doesn't have anything to do with werewolf shit, that dude knows that he's up to no, knows that like he himself is up to no good and that this teenager has just like seen him and made him. So he's like, I can't let this kid get away so, and okay. tell on me because that will interrupt what I'm doing. Because I wasn't actually, up until we started talking about it, I was not factoring in the fact that he's not an actual sheriff's deputy. Yeah. So even to werewolf shit aside, he would know that, Styles would know that he is not a sheriff's deputy. Yeah. Okay. I I let all my questions go. Now. Okay. It makes more sense now. Cool. But again, yeah, what was he going to do with Styles? I guess knock him out or something, but... It doesn't matter because as soon as they get to where Isaac is, um, Isaac immediately jumps this dude and slams his head into a wall. And I'm like, good for you. Also, Isaac has a wolf face. Yeah. We get a new wolf face. We have neat, yeah. Should we rate it now or wait till the end? Um, if you want to rate it now. Okay. Um, I do think it was a little silly looking. Oh, I liked it. I don't know. Something about it. I, it's not that he doesn't look as goofy as Derek. Yeah. But something about it was weird to me. I don't know. Um. Well, I'll give it a... Three. I'll give it like a 3.5. Alright. We established last week that I don't like any of the wolf faces. Okay, so, so you can be... <laughs> <laughs> They're all ones. Yeah, you don't have to do that. And then, um... So, yeah. So Isaac kills the hunter. Did he kill him? I thought he just slammed his head into the wall. I think he I mean, knocked him you, unconscious. You, he's got werewolf strength enough to open the door to that. Cell. And he doesn't. But the way that it fluctuates, he know how to control it, and he slammed that guy's head into the wall. Probably dead. I don't think he's dead. Mm. I don't think he's dead. Okay. I think he should be dead, but I don't think they let I put it on Isaac like that. I mean, I don't. The way this show is, they wouldn't mention it again either way. Yeah. Right. So. so, should be dead, but probably isn't for the sake that, like, if he was, then the Argents would go at Isaac that much harder. Oh, I guess we know a way to tell if he has killed someone. Oh, yeah. So. Which I don't think we've covered yet. No, we haven't, because so there's say. been no way to bring it up. <laughs> so, no, he didn't kill him. Okay. Um, alright, so, then, so then Isaac sees Styles and he's basically getting ready to attack, to attack him, and then Derek shows up and roars in his face. Mm-hmm. And poor Derek. I mean, poor Isaac. Isaac. Oh, he's, he's like, he, Daniel Sherman does, Charmin does really good, like, abused child. Oh. He sells it. I'm like, oh, poor sad. baby. It's really sad. I'm to wrap him in a blanket. I know. But he's okay. Um, and then, while all of this is going on. Uh, oh, well, of course, I mean, then we have to, before we go from that, Styles has to say, says, how did you do that? And Derek has to, has to give his big hero I'm shot. I'm the alpha. I'm the alpha. Yeah. Yeah, so. And okay, then, no. um, also, we find, also, they're like, what happened here? And he's like, he did it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the unconscious dude. <laughs> this is awkwardly, like, um, yeah. 
So uh, then uh, we go back to Isaac's house where the lizard monster mm-hmm. has shown up and scared the shit out of Allison, yeah. who immediately pulls her blade out and she's like, I love this version of Allison, uh, where she's just like, come on, come at me, bro. Mm-hmm. And you can, tell, you can tell that she's scared. But she's, she's like, I will fuck you up yeah. with my little kunai. And no, she just took a kitchen knife. Oh, I thought it was like a little, like, one of her little, like, wolf knives that no, she, she has. No, she just took it out of the... Oh, just kidding. Thing. Well, either way, she's ready to go. Yeah. And Scott hears that... He hears Allison in danger, and he pulls out all the wolf strength to mm-hmm. bust out, and the lizard monster is, like, getting ready to come for Allison, and then Scott just bursts through the basement door and is roaring and ready to, like, tear the lizard monster apart, and it immediately skippers off. And he doesn't just like not knock the door down. Like he, he burst through it. it. Like it's a it exploded. <laughs> um. He was ready to go. So then, of course, they're like, "What the hell was that?" We don't know. Like, nope. Uh, but it definitely wasn't a werewolf. Yeah, it was just like uh, when it first happened. I was so intrigued. I was like, mm-hmm. "What the fuck is this? We've got like monsters now." I will say. I mean, and again, it's you don't get the same effect having seen it multiple times. But I do remember watching it the first time and being like, this is an interesting mystery. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck is that thing? Where does it come from? And, like, I don't remember, like, when exactly we find out what that is and where it comes from, but I was very, like, I am ready to go back on this mystery mm-hmm. of, like, watching it do its thing and them trying to figure out what it is and how to stop it. Yep. Um, and then we cut to... The piece of shit himself, Jackson, and he wakes up and he's so excited. It's like Christmas morning. He's like, oh my God, I can't wait to see what happened. And he looks on the camera and there's nothing. Yeah. And I'm so satisfied. I guess eight hours of him just sleeping. Yeah. I was so happy to find out that he didn't turn. Yeah. It was just like, oh, so. I'm just wondering what he thought was going to happen though. Like he thought he was just going to morph into a werewolf in his sleep and just stay there. Yeah, and, like, get back into bed. I guess if you watch, like, movies and stuff, like, generally how werewolf shit happens in, like, some horror movies is, like, they change, and then they, like, go do werewolf shit, and they have, and then they go back home and get in the bed, and they have no memory of it. So I guess that's what he thought it was how it works. Because nobody likes him to tell him, like, how it goes, because he's such a dick. Right. Like, Derek, like, I love how Derek bit him. And kind of tried to put him in the back, but he's like, no, you're bleeding from weird places, and I don't want any... <laughs> I don't want any part of this. No. And he's like, just kidding. I'm done with you. Yeah. And so, like, Derek never gave him, like, the 411 on, like, what turning into a wolf is like. Um, he must just be thinking at this point, oh, I guess he's just gonna die soon. Not worth yeah. it. Probably. <laughs> it's like, whatever. <laughs> I've got my little sad boy wolf that I'm gonna work on now. My perfect little boy. Yeah. <laughs> so... There's that. And then so. that's how the episode ends. Oh, and wait, and then he throws the camera that's not his. Right, yeah. And we hear his mother, but we don't see her. Yeah, and, and but he wasn't even that loud. I didn't feel like... Yeah, it didn't sound like, What's happening? Like, yeah. nothing. Just chill out. <laughs> well, I think, they're, I think his parents are a bit overbearing. Mm. I get the sense that they are overbearing just because of, like, how they think. Well, they should be more overbearing and making him go to therapy. Yeah, and not be such a piece of shit. Ugh. Like, your son sucks. What is Jackson's last name? Is it Hyde? Jackson. Um, 
Jackson. I know they've said it. I don't. I can't remember. I don't know. Either way, Jackson's mom, do better. Yeah. <laughs> your kid. Okay, so we got one twinkle alert. We mm. got a new werewolf face, which you've already rated. Um, Whitmore. That's his yeah, last name. Yeah, I knew that. <laughs> you know, they kind of read enough Teen Wolf fan fiction over my, over the years to know everybody's name because uh, they write it's written down. Yeah, people. I would not write Jackson into my fan fiction unless uh, it was to kill him. Even if he's not, you know. Uh, well, that's true. Written as the villain. <laughs> yeah, and like I mean, that's not going to stop people from wanting to fuck him. No, definitely not. Um. Okay. Nisha, thank you for your input. What did you think of the episode? <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> Perfect answer. Um, okay. So, did we have any evidence of Styles being bisexual? No. No? no. You don't think so? <laughs> okay, no. No, I don't think so either. I think you're right. Um, no evidence of Lydia being asexual because there's not really anything going on no. with her. Um, I'm sorry, my kitten. My kitten is so cute. It's distracting. It's true, she is. Um, let's see, what else do we keep track of? I think that's it, right? Just right um, here. So we already read the wolf face. Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about maybe it's new werewolf lore that they can sense each other. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Yep. So, so let's see. I like this episode. Yeah. That was really good. Um I would probably give it um maybe even as much as a, like a 4.25 um uh, incriminating arrows left at a scene. <laughs> Okay. Um, I will give it a solid four hundred dollar cameras that don't belong to Jackson that were thrown. Okay. Jen. I would give it for the dad from Dawson's Creek. <laughs> okay. And I honestly probably would have said five, but I don't really have much to compare it to yet. And also the very first scene when Scott is running on all fours through the woods to get to Allison's house. That's not this episode. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I don't. There was no. There were no twin trots. Yeah. Oh, you know what? It might have been the first episode of this season. Yes. Yeah. There was a lot of twin trotting. Okay. Yes. Well, it was that. Okay, but yeah, four. Which that is what we have decided to call the wolf run. Now we've officially dubbed it the twin trot. So bad. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, so I guess that's it. Yeah. We're done. All right. So that's it for this week's episode of Teen Wolf. Did we want to, did you want to name drop next week's episode? Yeah. I don't remember what it's called. It'll be season two, episode three, whatever that is. Yeah. So we'll (laughs) leave it at that. Um, if you would like to talk to us for any reason whatsoever, you can email us at twinkwarspod at gmail.com. And if you want to 
see some of the random nonsense I reblog on Tumblr that's related to Teen Wolf, you can follow us at Twink Wars Pod on Tumblr. And I really need to do more with the Twitter, <laughs> but it's also at Twink Wars Pod. Okay. So that is that for Teen Wolf. And now we're gonna talk our shit. Alright, so let's talk about what we've all been watching. Well, should we just talk about the thing we've been saying we're gonna talk about? But not spoiler. Phil, talk about it. Okay, well, like, <laughs> yeah, so Jen and I have finally caved and watched The Last of Us. And not just like one episode, we are completely caught up now. Yeah, I actually have been watching it from the beginning. I may have oh, misrepresented that. Sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry, my dad. <laughs> well, been, I watched it. <laughs> I've been waiting for it because I played the games and mm-hmm. they're just like my favorite games of all time. And I knew it would make a good show, so yeah. I was really excited for it. But we were behind Heather. Yeah, I yeah. like. I you guys only watched it a couple days ago, right? The last the episode three. Yeah, I've well, I've watched it twice, but yeah. Yeah. But I was just like, you gotta watch it so we can talk about it. Because it's just... And I knew I knew that meant I was going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly can't remember the last episode of television that affected me this much. The body. That was way... I mean, there's definitely been things since then. Oh, uh, okay. The last, most recent thing before this, I can't think what it would have been. Okay. But, oh my god. And I don't want to, again, I don't want to spoiler, spoiler it. Yeah. They definitely changed up from the game a little bit. Yeah. Um, Which I think is, I mean, because I've heard plenty of people at this point describe the game and how that goes. Yeah, I prefer so I this to the yeah. game. This oh, is, yeah. It's, it's, so much it's more depth. definitely an improvement, which a lot of times, if you see something in another form first, mm-hmm. like having played the game, then you don't like changes that are made in a second form. That is not true in this case. Mm-hmm. I'm just, and did you guys watch Chernobyl? No, I started I, it but did not finish it. Brandon watched it, but I didn't. Well, I had forgotten because I watched that night. Was thought it was amazing, and I had forgotten that mm-hmm. one the, one of the showrunners for this is the guy who did Chernobyl. Yes, and of course the other showrunner is the guy who, or one of the people who made the game. So it's like mm-hmm. you've got this guy who is proven to be really amazing at creating television, and this guy who obviously knows the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah and how it should be and how it should be represented and is there to make sure that they don't ruin it. Yeah. <laughs> I've honestly been blown away by like the side-by-sides of certain scenes they'll mm-hmm. show the HBO version versus the game version and it's it's it, it's the exact same thing. Like it mm-hmm. looks so good and they've done it so much justice but added to it right. as well. Because I saw, do you watch the little tidbits after the episode where they talk about it? I have not. I've seen the one for episode three. I haven't watched the other ones. Because the, the, I think it's Neil is the guy from the game who helped make the game. But he was talking about whenever they are thinking about changing something, obviously they think, okay, well, does this change improve anything? Mm-hmm. Or are we just changing it to be changing it? So Yeah. And they, and they only want to make changes if it makes the story better, which I think, I mean, so far I think. Yeah. It certainly did. Um, and I... And again, I don't want to get into spoilers or anything, but I do feel like they have been doing an excellent job of subverting audience expectations. Yes. 
Especially because you're watching a zombie show, so you have this mm-hmm. concept of what you think that means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you think is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then they keep proving you wrong, and the thing that does happen is so much better. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know, if that's not really a spoiler to even just use as an example. Even in the first episode, just the little thing like the daughter goes through his drawer and takes money out of it. Yeah. And my cynical TV viewer self is like, oh, she's stealing her dad's money. Mm-hmm. They have a strained relationship or blah, blah, blah. But then, mm-hmm. no, she's just taking his money to get him a gift. And then later it's like, yeah, I used your money yeah. for it. And it's like a very cute thing. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. wow. They surprised me with that. Yeah. And I feel like this episode was like a series of that. Yeah. Like, I kept thinking something horrible was about to happen, and then it didn't. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, something horrible did happen, but in the best, most beautiful way. I wouldn't say it's horrible. It, it... Yeah, sure, it's not horrible. It's, I think, in this world, probably the best you can hope for. Uh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, it's totally like, yeah, you're right. It's yeah. not horrible at all. No, uh, but it just... was horrible to hear, like, as it was set up. I mean, it's still, I mean, I wept like a, lot, like, a little baby. Yeah, it was. It wasn't because I was, like, sad, sad, sad. Yeah. It was, um, what's the word? Not heartwarming. Cathartic. Yeah. I feel like there's it a specific was... word I'm trying to get but I can't get to it, but whatever. I mean, it was excellent. Just that episode was excellent. I can't, I'm never going to be able to hear Linda Ronstadt's long, long time without crying. Oh, my God. I I think, I mean, I'm not nearly as versed in television shows as you are, but it has to be probably one of the best episodes of television I've ever seen. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that they did this in episode three is so impressive to Mm -hmm. me. I know, like, I'm excited for what's in store. So am I. Oh, my gosh. I'm excited to see how you react to what's in store, because, like, and they've already got you in shambles with episode three. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm no, I know, I'm expecting it. Like, I know there's gonna be some. It's a zombie show. I know people are gonna yeah. die and sad, horrible things are gonna happen. But it has I me just... excited for like season two already. Yeah. I'm like, I'm wondering if they're gonna make it all the way to the end of the game in this season. I don't know. Which yeah, because there's a second game right. too. So yeah. And Left Behind is a spinoff of. Those two are, are Left Behind no. came long before The Last of Us. No, I well, I was just listening to a podcast with them, and they were saying it was Left Last of Us, then Left Behind, then Last of Us Two. Was what, what they created it. I think your cat just farted. <laughs> yeah, probably. Because I can smell it. She's gassy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You may be right, but I thought. I'm pretty sure that's what they said. I, I just remember my friends playing Left for Dead years and years. Not and Left for Dead. Left Behind. Yeah. Left Behind. I think it's a spin-off. Like, of, wait, Left Behind? I'm pretty sure that's, like... I'm confused about what like we're talking about. Isn't that, like, something completely different? Yeah, I'm there's really There's Last confused. of Us and Last of Us 2. And then there's, like, some DLC. What is Maybe Left Behind? Is. Be careful Googling things so that you don't spoil yourself. Left Behind... Yeah. Oh, the it's the DLC. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was the... the Yeah. Because I they were, the, way, the way they were talking about it, they were yeah. saying it... In, there's more information in that that applies to backstories and stuff. Yeah. It does, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, um, so I feel, it kind of feels like, I think they're, at least what I, from what I get from them, is they're just kind of putting the story together from what uh, what exists in the game in the way that just makes the most sense yeah. for this. So, yeah. not necessarily in... Well, that's how it went 
in the game. Like the the DLC was came out long after the first game, mm-hmm. so it was kind of tacked on to the end. And right. Yeah. But anyway, um, um, I made some notes about stuff that I wanted to talk about, but I don't know if I can say it without spoiling anything. Yeah, that's not. Well, I'm trying to think of, I don't know. It's just kind of about the tone of this episode and how, like, hopeful and warm it is compared Mm -hmm. to what you expect for zombie media. Like, I remember, like, at the very beginning, I kept thinking, like, there's no way The Walking Dead would do something like this. No. Like, if it was The Walking Dead, all those horrible things that I kept thinking were going to happen would have been what happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, it was just refreshing. Yeah. Okay. But, okay. I want to talk about it, but I don't want to talk about it on the podcast. Okay. I won't, I won't so, but we can definitely, like, wrap this up and talk all about it. So, aside from The Last of Us, has anybody else watched anything? I've been watching Andor. Oh, yes. Which is what do you think good. of it? Okay, cool. That's um, what I've heard. It's uh, probably, besides... That and The Mandalorian are probably the best Star Wars media they've produced since the original trilogy, I think. Okay. <laughs> um, it's, it's, I mean, because I think both of them have the benefit of being like, there are billions of other stories we could be telling in this universe. Yeah. It doesn't have to all be about the Skywalkers. Mm-hmm. And this is like a political intrigue, like, how rebellions are formed kind of thing. And it's very interesting. And I love Delia Diego Luna, so. Um, Since Dirty Dancing to Havana Nights? Yes. <laughs> Which I had the soundtrack for. I had the soundtrack <laughs> and the DVD. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, it's really good. It's interesting, though, because it has, like, I keep thinking it's this is the last episode because it mm-hmm. keeps having, like, what seems like it is the finale, but it's really just the end of one little hmm. plot. Oh, that is enticing. Good TV. (laughs) Yeah. Um, How many episodes is it? Ten? Twelve, I think. Ooh. Okay, I'm I'm finally going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. It's really good. Tonight, after The Last of Us. I still have three or four more episodes left, but it it makes it easy to stop, because you're like, okay, I know there's more, but this is a satisfactory place to stop for now, but I still want to finish it. Yeah, ooh, I'm totally going to watch it. I'm going to start watching this week. We haven't, we tried to watch it, and we just weren't in the frame of mind, I guess, at the time, because we didn't make it, like, halfway through the first episode. Well, yeah, We I just watched, weren't in the mood, I think. Well, I watched the first episode, and was like, this is boring. Yeah. I didn't mm-hmm. go back yeah. until I heard everybody else say, no, no, trust me, it's really good. We've yeah. watched all the other ones, I just, for some reason, we just haven't been... I think once, if, I think once, if you get back into it, I really, I mean, I just think the first episode is kind of boring. Yeah, Honestly. well, <laughs> you can't do everything in the first episode, I guess. But, yeah, that's the other, another thing I've been watching. And I don't think that I've seen anything else worth talking about. Okay. You guys? Um, well, Rashad, I watched Smile because you thought it was good. Mm-hmm. And I loved it because it's my favorite kind of horror movie where there are jump scares. Good. And I will... Scream and then laugh hysterically each time it happens. <laughs> <laughs> I love all horror movies, but that's my favorite kind. Good. So I really enjoyed that, and I thought the story was actually yeah. good. It did, sometimes horror movies can be good, but the plots, yeah. Eh, yeah. you know, 
But I really liked it. Mm-hmm. It felt like a good movie, like not mm-hmm. just a horror movie. Yeah. Um, and I didn't even realize who I was watching at first. I'm a huge Kevin Bacon fan. It's his daughter. And yeah, ah. and I was like, oh my god. It's baby bacon. It's baby bacon. Okay. It's Sosie Bacon. Okay. Now that you say that, I think I did know that. Yeah. <laughs> she was. Uh, she was. She was really good. Mm-hmm. It was. Yeah. It was really enjoyable. It was a different kind of uh, story and a different kind of villain and. Uh, it didn't end how I would have thought it would have ended, but no. Um, yeah, That's it was so just interesting. How did you? So how? Did, wait, are no, we, no, we're not we going to spoil it. No, we're not. Okay, we're uh, not we'll have to talk about it off Maybe the podcast. Oh, we'll, did you watch we'll, it too? Yeah, we'll talk oh, about it. We later. talked about it. Okay. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it was just really good, and I would definitely recommend it. And it's not one of those that's like too scary for people that don't really like scary mm-hmm. movies. I mean, mm-hmm. there's some some parts of it that are scary, but mm-hmm. it's really good. It's good. That's my review. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then I also, at your recommendation, started the anime Erased yes. today, and I already watched 10 episodes. Yes! And I was almost <laughs> late today because of it, because I didn't want to stop. It's so good. I didn't even realize... It turned out to be a different kind of show than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like right up my alley for like the subject matter that I love. See? I knew you, that you were going to like it. That's you, why I suggested it. Was it was perfect. It's so good. I flew through it. I think I have like three episodes that will be finished tomorrow. Yeah, that makes me so it's happy. It's so good. And, you know, just as a um, basic premise, this person can sort of go back in time in order to prevent bad things from happening. And it gets way more complicated than that. <laughs> um, but it's just, it's really, it's very um, multifaceted, I feel like. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of substance to it. And um, just kind of commentary on humanity. And it's really good. So, yeah. Cool. Can't yeah. think of anything. Oh, the other thing we've been watching, we always have like a comedy on deck. Mm-hmm. That we're watched like while we're eating or right before bed, and so we've restarted um, the Last Man on Earth ah. with Will Forte, which is hilarious. Cool, but yeah, I watched some of that. I never finished it. It's pretty damn. I haven't watched any of it. It's on Hulu. I think so. I'll let you know when I get home. It's, okay. If it was on Fox, I think it would be on Hulu now. Yeah, I'm pretty gotcha. sure it is. Yeah, okay. it is. It is. Okay. I caught up on the Winchesters. How are you I about still that? haven't started. Well, we talked about it some. I think. Yeah. I think that John and Mary are both really good. I think John's mother is good. Mm-hmm. I think the other two characters are ugh. Yeah. <laughs> not great. I I feel I almost feel bad saying that because I want them to be good because they're in you know. They are representing the entire POC cast and yeah. the LGBTQ plus blah blah blah, blah yeah. care, you know community, but they're also just not very good actors, and it's bothering me. That's fair. Um, um and I guess I just think the main thing that holds <laughs> Misha is climbing all over my chair and being distracting. Yeah. And adorable. I yeah. love it. Um, but I think the thing that holds the Winchesters back so far from me from being as entertaining as Supernatural is that... They talk about their problems? Yeah. It's too earnest. 
Like, they're all too, like, you're my family. or what? It's, We're on episode 13 of season one. You'll need to be bottling shit up. <laughs> and, well, John is. Mm-hmm. John feels like a Winchester to me. And it okay. makes sense, considering he raised them. But, yeah. um, I just, I don't know. They're just too, like, it's too saccharine yeah. for me. And a lot of Supernatural was, you know, boys being boys, not talking about their feelings. Yeah. And talking around things mm. and whatever. But maybe, like you say, it is a good representation because their dad is... Well, John is like that, yeah. Although he even still is more straightforward about things than yeah. they would ever be on Supernatural. Like, from the sounds of things, it's going to have to do... They're going to have to do, like, a full mind wipe on John to make him oh, who he was. Yeah. There's, yeah, I mean, nothing... There's absolutely no way that this could be how things actually happened. Yeah. But, again, they, like, I think Dean has a line in one of his voiceovers in the last episode, maybe it was about, this isn't going the way I thought it would when I knocked over the first domino, or whatever. Mm-hmm. As he gives John the letter from his father that leads to John and Mary meeting each other in this. So, mm-hmm. obviously, this is not how it was supposed to, this is not how it happened. Yeah. <laughs> At least not the way we've been told. Huh. So... That's the thing, that's the main thing that's really keeping me going at this point. I do, I enjoy John and Mary. That's good. So whenever it's just them, I enjoy that. <laughs> and I just want to know where they're going with this. Yeah. I'm fascinated. I want them to get there fast. It just, uh, it honestly just feels like Jensen totally was just like, fuck that ending. I am fixing this. Yeah. As he should. Yeah. So... I watched Knock at the Cabin. Oh, how was that? Uh, it was boring as fuck. Mm-hmm. And I... Did you have a really stupid twist ending? There's no twist. Oh. It's just very straightforward okay. and stupid, in my opinion. Okay. Well, I mean, I um, assume it would be stupid. Like, like, I expected it to be what it was, mm-hmm. which, which was like, disappointing to begin with, because mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, well, I've got a pretty good idea of what's going on, and it's exactly what I thought was going mm-hmm. on. Um, the choice that they talk about, like, what they have to do, of, like, why those people are there at the cabin, mm-hmm. that I didn't, I had an idea of what that was going to be, too, and then how it all plays out, and when you find out about this family, it's just very, like, ham-fisted, mm-hmm. and very much, like, there's nothing that happens in this movie that you haven't seen before or heard before. And it's supposed to be compelling when, like, it reaches its climax and everything. And I just felt nothing. That sounds about right. And I was just... Why do they keep letting him make movies? (laughs) Because, here's the thing, he's not making bad movies anymore. He's just making mediocre bland, lifeless movies. You don't think old was bad? I don't think you could I thought it was mediocre. weird. Yeah, I don't think that's a, your normal, run-of-the-mill, boring movie. That's just, that's some weird shit. I thought it was, <laughs> yeah, it was weird. I didn't think it was bad weird. It was just weird. Do they talk like human beings? Do they sound like actual human beings? Yeah. <laughs> the... Hmm. <laughs> Not the people that come to the cabin, but the family does. Okay. Well, but, at least you got that much. like, 
So here's the thing. It was like, it's one of those movies where you're like, who is this movie for? Mm-hmm. And then, like, once you realize who the movie's for, you're like, well, that's not me. Basically, the people that I've heard, like, speak highly of it, I'm like, yeah, you would like this. Can you um, tell us who those people are? <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna just put it out there like white gays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very specifically stereotypical, um, palatable white gays. Okay. Um like that is exactly the type that enjoy this movie from what I've seen. And that's the I've only and I say that I've only seen one person. Wow. <laughs> I only got, I'm going <laughs> off of one person who's seen it because most people don't that I like keep up with don't watch movies like I movies mm-hmm. but that's just the vibe that I get because that was what was given to us in this movie people who so people who have a very um or not intersectional idea. like their only struggle if your only struggle in life was that you were like white gay and your parents weren't cool with it mm-hmm. Or you're like somebody on the outs, or you're a straight person on the outside looking in. It would probably evoke the emotions that they wanted okay. from you. But like personally, from me, from my perspective, I was just like, first of all, I see this story all the time on TV, everywhere I go. This like, as far as like this couple, mm-hmm. I'm like, there's nothing that they go through that I haven't seen on television before ever. Aside from the situation that they're in. Well, yeah, movie. that doesn't seem like... <laughs> no, that doesn't happen at all. No. But, like, as we find out more about them, I'm like, I am so incredibly unmoved by any okay. of this. So, I know that I should be. So, sounds like something that is obviously written by a straight person thinking that they're being woke. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, it's very pandering, and yeah. it's like... It's like fun. If you... And if, some, if you... Anybody listening, if you watch this movie and you like it, like, go for it. Like, good for you. Um, I'm just like, as a gay black person, I just really don't find that very moving. Especially having seen it my entire life. Mm-hmm. So, it is what it is. Um, well, if you had told me, I mean, details aside, if you had told me, oh, it's actually amazing, I would have been shocked. Oh, yeah, that would have <laughs> been the twist yeah. if it had actually been good. Yeah. But anyway. So, yeah, I mean, like, it's a decent movie. It's just, it's no life. Mm-hmm. No life. Um, is there anything? Uh, well, I will say, um, I don't think I've talked about it on the show, but Love Island UK started <laughs> back last month, and I have been watching it religiously, and as always, the men ain't shit, and, um, you know... Some of the girls are cool, but I usually, I usually always like the girls, and I usually end up hating the men. Um, I watched the U.S. one. I haven't watched the U.K. one yet, but my sister's been trying to get me to watch it, and um, I hated it and loved it. <laughs> yeah. Wait, how much of the U.S. one? The whole seen? first season. Oh, okay. So the second season just came out, right? Of of the U.S. one, or is it about to come out? No. So U.S.A. has had four seasons um Um, the first season of usa i only made it like eight episodes in and i dropped it oh i watched the whole thing but um i did like kira and cashel uh i love kira i 
uh, love her in a gay way, and <laughs> I amazing. followed her on Instagram. Good. And she still pops up in my photos, and I'm like. <sighs> <laughs> Yeah, I love oh. me some Kira. Well, speaking of, speaking of loving someone in a gay way, on Andor, that actress, Adria Arjona, Audra, I don't know. She's also in Morbius, unfortunately. I don't know who you're talking about. Oh, the, like, his love interest? Yeah. God, she's so pretty. Yeah, she is. She was also in Good Omens. Every time I see her in anything, yeah. I'm like, how is anybody that pretty? I don't she is like, it's ridiculously good. It distracts me how pretty she is. Yeah. Like, I wanted to go on Love Island and be Kira's girlfriend. So. Oh my god. So, in Love Island, Australia, season two, they, um, they had a girl, like, uh, couple up with a girl. Uh, so, there was, in the first, so you should have stuck with season one, because someone comes on that's a female that Kira is into. Nice. Yeah. I like that, but um, I will say season two. I love season two of Love Island. Um, So just know that my two favorite girls in that my well, like my two favorite cast members and like just they're like two of my all time favorite Love Island contestants ever, Justine and Selly. Those two are fucking amazing. Um, I love my girls, and then in season three. Uh, Cache. Oh my god. Talk about star power. Those three are like three of the greatest people who have ever been on Love Island. I, I really need to watch. I was so upset because like, you know, I followed up after the end of it. And oh like, yeah. Nobody was freaking still together. And there was like one couple I was really sad about that they didn't survive. But Most of them don't make yeah. it. Yeah. Well, um, given the show and the <laughs> environment in which they met. Yeah. Um... But it's really cool because on UK, some of them do make it. Yeah. Like, um, last season, they didn't win, but this one couple, Faye and Teddy, I was rooting for them the whole time, and they definitely, like, went through some shit, but, oh my god, they made it. But anyway, um, this new season isn't, like, lighting a fire in my heart, but I'm invested. Okay. Question. I've heard so many people talk about this show. What makes this show better than other reality dating shows. Okay, so I can tell you why I love it. Um, I mean, I, I'm going to tell you right now, though, I'm not going to watch it. I'm just No, gonna I'm not trying to sell you on it. I never try and sell people on it, because um, I do not like reality television, yeah. with the exception of Big Brother and Love Island. So, the thing that I love about Love Island is Oh, yeah. That, Sorry that Misha's using the litter box. You guys can yeah, hear that. That's just, that's life. <laughs> um, the thing that I love about Love Island is that it puts people in a position where they can't ghost people. They have to talk things out, mm-hmm. especially if they want to move on from one relationship to another. And so it forces these people to have... They have to navigate in ways that they would not normally like navigate in the real world. They have to explain why they don't feel the way that they do sometimes. Like, why they don't feel the same way about somebody. They have to like explain things to people and that's something that you don't normally get in the real world because people don't do confrontation mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to just go somebody or be like this isn't working and peace out but in this show they're stuck in this one area and unless the person gets sent home they're gonna have to like learn how to maturely end things and move on and deal with each other and yeah they do explode sometimes 
but they always have to find a way to make peace because they're mm-hmm. stuck together. They all sleep in the same room. Like, yeah. it's not like they have this huge house. Like, they're literally stuck yeah. together. I mean, like, you can go somewhere and kind of, like, be on your own for a little bit, but eventually you're all going to be around each other again. Yeah. And That's I like seeing how people deal with these situations, especially since they're mostly younger people who would not do, would not have these conversations. Mm-hmm. And I like seeing how they handle these situations or how they handle, like, yes, I have a really good connection with this person, but now somebody else has come along that I have a really strong connection with and I want to pursue this instead of what I'm currently with. And how do I, like, explain it to this person that I've been with and things like that. I just like seeing how they manage each other's feelings mm-hmm. and their own feelings. Well, and that's another different part about it is they're, they're constantly throwing new people into the mix. Oh. So even yeah. if you see a couple that you think is super settled, this new person comes in and someone might make a connection and it just throws everything. But it's, it's interesting to see that when they are forced together, they actually handle it more maturely than you would expect. Okay. So it's just, it's interesting. It's a different yeah. dynamic for sure. But right. I also like to watch Love is Blind. I haven't seen that so one. I, I don't have any interest in anything other than Love is Blind. I usually don't, but these Netflix ones yeah. lately have gotten me. I'm normally not a reality person at I all. I only watch cooking shows. Well, I watch cooking shows and Project Runway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, I really don't. You should watch Drink Masters on Netflix. It's I good. I think I've tried it, uh, but I guess I'm just not interested in watching people make drinks. That's fair. Then don't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> and I tried um, I tried the one about glass blowing. That one was boring. Yeah. And I've tried different. Oh no! I also like the one, um, the makeup one, glow up. Oh. I like that one. That's cool. Okay. The only reality TV that I have really watched besides what we just talked about is like house hunters <laughs> that's like my favorite <laughs> oh i have watched some design home design competition shows also yeah i watch top into design the competition usually once upon a time but yeah they're normally not my bag i normally don't like competition shows yeah love island is different because it's not well like love island and big brother are two different competition shows that i like because it's different. It involves, like, personal skills. I, yeah. I generally only like watching competition shows that yeah. are about us, like, tangible skill or talent. Yeah, I like yeah. Food, food. Yeah. Chef. Top Chef is my ultimate favorite. Yeah, I used to watch Well, that. I love Top Chef and Project Runway. Yeah, see, I think those are cool. And I like them when I'm forced to watch them, but somebody <laughs> has to make me watch them. I'll never just sit and watch them on my own. As we talk about this, and I keep saying, I don't really watch reality TV. I keep thinking of all the reality mm-hmm. TV shows that I like. I just don't, I don't watch, like, the, like, the Real Housewives or no. Kardashian style reality No, there has, somebody watch. has to be, like, getting money at the end of my reality shows. Like, I just watched one, I've, I've watched so many real comedy cooking competition shows, it's insane. There's one from Canada called Wall of Chefs. Okay. On, what's like, that one like? I think it's on Hulu. And no, what's it like? Yeah, like it's, um, so basically it's just, um, there's different contestants each week. Mm-hmm. And there's literally just a, like a, like a amphitheater style seating yeah. of a bunch of famous 
Canadian chefs, so mm-hmm. everybody always reacts and they'll they'll say their names out and all the contestants are like, Oh my god and then of course I'm like, I've never heard of any of these people, they're all Canadian. Yeah. But I know them now because mm-hmm. I watched a bunch of that. Um and it's kind of I don't even remember they give them like specific challenges, like you have to use these things, specific ingredients or what is whatever. The one where they have to chopped. Have you watched chopped? I really like that one. I think I watched it once. It's like where there's three chefs, or four chefs to begin with, and they each get a basket of ingredients that are really weird and Mm -hmm. don't really fit together, and the four of them each have to make a dish with Mm -hmm. each ingredient, and it's like one gets cut out, then the next, then the next. It sounds like I would enjoy that. Yeah, I I think you would. I just watched, there was another one on Netflix called Cook at All Costs. I haven't heard of that one. And that one is like, there is... A conveyor belt <laughs> and <laughs> like three mystery boxes come out one is the save box one is the spend box and one is the surprise box and they each have to put in a blind bid because they start they all start out with $25,000 in their bank huh. they each have to make a blind bid whoever bids the least gets the save box whoever bids the most gets the spend box whoever was in the middle ends up with the surprise box and then you have to make food with yeah. whatever's in your box. Obviously, the save box has the cheapest ingredients. Spent has the most highest quality. And then the surprise, you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. And then while they're cooking, because there's like a famous celebrity chef in the back. Yeah. And they will send out like upgrades they can bid on mm-hmm. while they're cooking. <laughs> like if you got your box and you're like, but I really need a starch to go with this. Yeah. And the, one of the things they sent out is potatoes, and then they all have to bid on potatoes. And then basically at the end, whoever wins gets to take on whatever money they have left that they haven't oh, spent. Oh, that's cool. It's fun. What's that on? Netflix. Okay. Um, another reality show that I watched, um, we watched it when we were in the Airbnb at, for this wedding in Texas. Um, it was How to Build a Sex Room. Oh, yes. I watched a couple episodes. Of that. I haven't actually I watched it, but I've seen it. That lady yeah. cracks me up. I love it. I love her. Oh and my she gosh. loves that St. Andrew's Cross. She's hysterical. <laughs> it was amazing. I really liked it. I didn't finish it, but I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't finish it either, but it was, yeah, it was oh. fun. <laughs> Another good cooking show is Crime Scene Kitchen. I haven't seen that. What's that? It's, it's hosted by Joel McHale. Okay. So that's great. And it's so stupid, and but it's funny. So, there's a bunch of two-person teams. It's a baking show. And the gimmick is there is this staged crime scene. Mm-hmm. It's just a kitchen where you they have to go in there and look around for clues to figure out what the, was made in the kitchen. Oh my god, <laughs> I love it. Uh, that's kind of cool. It's actually really funny. Yeah, it sounds amazing. So then they have to figure out what was made, try to repli- replicate it. Mm. Obviously, if you guess the der- dessert correctly, that puts you ahead of everyone else. And then if multiple people guessed correctly, whoever made the best version of that wins the round. That's pretty clever. Yeah. It's also, and then you you start getting to the point where you're like, well, obviously what they made was eclairs or whatever. Like you're some kind of baking expert. (laughs) But you're still like, well, this clue obviously means, oh my goodness, they missed the orange zest or whatever. (laughs) It's funny. I watched last night... um, I think it was called Life in Color or Color. It was it's another David Attenborough like nature oh, mm-hmm. show, but it talks about like 
what different purposes certain colors serve in nature mm-hmm. um, and how it helps creatures survive and all kinds of really cool stuff. But, like there was a part in the first episode that was so beautiful. I literally cried. <laughs> it was um, this specific type of butterfly, moon face butterfly, I think. And it was showing how a lot of wildlife can actually see ultraviolet mm-hmm. light. Um, and so they basically made a filter mm-hmm. for a camera that would show you what this butterfly looked like if you could see the ultraviolet colors. I cried. It was so <laughs> beautiful. And then, but you just learn cool stuff like, um, I learned that, you know, it's easy for us to see tigers in the wild because they're orange, mm-hmm. but their prey, um, you know, different types of deer don't have three color receptors. They only right. have two. So they only see green. So the tiger shows up as green to them mm-hmm. and blends in with the environment really well. So it's just cool stuff like that. I love the nature shows, but this one wasn't just like about each animal and their habitat and what they do. This was some really cool science they were, they were doing. Cool. It was awesome. That reminds me of when I used to watch Oceans and Planet Earth with Kelly all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I love those shows. They're really... They're great. Well, now that we have talked about all of that, yeah. I think it's time to wrap it up. 45 minutes shorter than last week. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> we You're have welcome. nothing to be angry about. <laughs> we will enjoyed this episode and we watched some other good stuff. Yeah, we are except happy. for me. <laughs> oh, well, I did. Yeah. I've been enjoying Love Island. We watched some good stuff. You yes. just also happened to watch something you didn't like. Yeah. So, anyway, if you made it this far, as always, thank you so much for listening. And bye. Bye.